Welcome to the Ready, Set, CEO podcast. I'm Melissa Froelich, and I'm deeply passionate about helping women create aligned and sustainable businesses. I'm so glad you're here because that means you are ready to start embracing your leadership role as the CEO of your business. Sustainable business growth starts inside ourselves. Stepping into our CEO role allows us to create strategy that is in alignment for us and our own individual and unique businesses. And when it happens, things finally start to feel right. So let's get started. Okay, so on today's podcast, I want to talk, obviously, about embracing your CEO role on a deeper level. And if you have listened to me speak before, you may have heard me mention the Colby analysis, specifically the Colby A, human design or Enneagram. And I talk about those things a lot because for me, those are my three go-tos for personal internal leadership development, for external leadership development, for understanding my team better, for understanding my clients better, for understanding my family and personal relationships better. So I want to talk about very specifically how I use each of those three things. And I'm not going to go like massively in depth on each one, but I want to talk specifically about each of them and give you a tangible example of how I use that lens to make decisions, know myself better, navigate my business better, empower my clients more. So we're going to start with the Colby A analysis, okay? And I am not an affiliate for any of these things. These are just my personal trifecta. And I have spent a lot of time with a lot of different tools and analyses And this is just what I go to. This is not to say that these are better. These are not to say that other things like the Strings Finder or the DISC or the Myers-Briggs are not valuable. I think that they totally are in their own right. This has become my trifecta that I like to use, the lenses that I like to filter things through. It's what works best for me. And so you get to choose what works best for you, but I'm going to shed some light on how I use them so that you can start to see the practical application because that's part of what makes me unique in my approach to business. I want things to be tangible. I want things to be practical, even the things that are intangible that are so important, like mindset and energetics. I like to try and bring that as full circle as I can to my audience so you can see like, oh, okay, Now this is starting to make sense. I see how I can apply that. So I'm going to start with the Colby A. And the Colby A does cost money to get your analysis done, but it takes you less than 30 minutes and you get your report and analysis instantaneously. And I believe that it's 55 US dollars. So it's a very nominal fee for what it provides you. Now, if you don't know anything about the Colby, the information is going to be really overwhelming, but here's how I like to use it. I want to understand how I navigate projects, right? How I navigate doing work. I like to understand how my team navigates doing work, how my family does, how my clients do when left to do things the way we would like to do them without the influence of how we should do it. So when you take the Colby analysis, if you haven't already done it, make sure that you are not altering your responses 
to please anyone, that you're not answering like you quote unquote should, that you are being absolutely 100% honest with, if left to do this the way I would like to do it, how would I respond? Okay, that's going to give you the truest, clearest version of your Colby A analysis. So your Colby A is going to have four numbers and they're going to range from one to nine on a scale. And it's going to help understand, again, how you do projects. And it's a fabulous tool. So for me, I am an 8353 on the Colby. Okay. And what that means just at a very high level is that I'm a strategist. I know that from looking at my very first number, which is the fact finder. So the first number correlates with your fact finder. The second one correlates with your follow through. The third one with your quick start and the fourth one with your implementer. Now, I want to be clear that on the fourth one, that implementer is the actual physical implementation and building of things, putting things together with your hands. Okay. This does not mean that if you get a lower number on the scale, that you're a bad implementer and you're not meant to be a support person in your business. That's one of the big misconceptions. So I am an eight in the fact finder, a three for follow through a five for quick start and a three for implementer. And so when I first saw this, I was just like, great, there's some numbers on a page. But what I know now about myself is I'm high on that fact finding scale. I love to strategize shocker, right? I'm a strategist. So again, what that does is it gives me some concrete data from a third party perspective that helps look into my leadership DNA. How am I meant to do work? How am I meant to work in my business? The three, I am at the other end of the scale when it comes to the follow through, I adapt, right? This is I'm going to high level paint a picture. If you give me a process that I have to follow, I am going to, by nature, figure out how to shortcut that. So the pros to that is I'm going to cut out bureaucratic pieces of a system. The flip side of that is I'm somebody who is maybe going to skip steps. And so I may skip a necessary step. So if I'm looking to balance my team, I want somebody who is a little bit higher on that scale in terms of their follow through, who is going to have a little bit more attention to following the steps than I do, right? That's the understanding the blind spots or the opportunities there. But so that's what made me really powerful as a strategist in other people's businesses. I would go in and look at their systems and operations and very quickly say, can you explain to me why you're doing it this way and not this way? And I was looking for a lens of how to shortcut and increase efficiency just naturally. Like that's just how I saw things. And sometimes it was like, well, we have to have these steps because of X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But more often than not, they're like, yeah, good question. I don't know why we do that. So I naturally just look at things in terms of how can I skip all the steps? So if you give me something to put together from Ikea, we're going to use Ikea when we're talking about the Colby here, I'm going to look at that long list of directions and I'm going to quickly go to the bottom and I'm going to say like, okay, what's the end result here? And how can I skip some of these unnecessary steps and get this put together as quickly as possible? All right. Versus somebody who has like a seven, eight, nine, something like that on the scale, they are probably going to be following each step, step by step. This is not about being good or bad. This is about your natural tendencies and knowing how you operate, okay? Then I'm a five on the quick start. 
So that for me was really advantageous because I'm not somebody who gets bogged down in the details and I'm not somebody that moves so quickly that I don't have enough information to really bring a project to fruition without necessary data. So I was able to kind of balance out those visionary quick start leaders that I was supporting, but also bring along the people who are a little bit slower to take action because maybe they needed more information. So I'm in that really like sweet spot of modifying with the quick start. Now, sometimes that can be a disadvantage because I might need more information because of my higher fact finder, my eight over there on that first number to be able to take action. But generally speaking, I'm kind of in that middle spot and I I like that for myself. That felt good. Now, again, the last number, that implementer, I'm a three. And when I first saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, this means that I'm bad at like supporting people in business. I'm a bad implementer. That is not what that means, okay? So really understanding what each of these things mean is really, really important. So that last number as the three of the implementer, right? I have a really natural ability to use abstract solutions. I excel in virtual environments that don't require the need to like physically touch and build something. I'm really good at imagining and visualizing and virtualizing and conceptualizing. So I conjure solutions and sketch ideas for creating solutions to projects or problems or strategies, whatever it is, versus somebody that's higher on that is absolutely going to be great at like putting it all together. So again, understanding the Colby is not about necessarily bad or good. It's what are my strengths and where then do I need to build support around me in the areas that I might have a tendency to do one thing? How do I create a more balanced and cohesive team? So I love, love, love the Colby for building teams. It's not the only piece that I use for building right fit teams, but it is a piece that I like to bring to the table. So that's kind of like a really quick high level view of how I look at the Colby in my own internal leadership development, right? I know that I'm a strategist. I know that I need a lot of information. So I may share with my team, hey guys, I wanna do X. I'm gonna need a lot of information in order to feel comfortable moving forward. But on the flip side of that is if I trust someone like my team and they come to me and they say, I've done the research, here's what we need to do. Boom, I'm gonna be able to move much more quickly than feeling like I need to do the research on my own. But if I'm doing something on my own and I'm starting out like making sourdough bread and I know nothing about it, I'm going to need to do quite a bit of research to understand how I want to tackle this project, right? And yes, Kelly, if you're listening to this, I've been talking about doing sourdough bread for like two years now and I still haven't done it, but it's going to happen at some point. I desperately want to. All right. So we just talked about the Colby A analysis. I'm going to switch next to the Enneagram. So the Enneagram is something that I started studying in 2021. I want to say Katie on my team was always talking about the Enneagram and I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get to that someday. And I finally dove in and it was fascinating. I did that with the help of Carissa Harrison, who is an Enneagram expert and For me, it was just another layer of understanding who I was as an individual and as a leader, and then understanding what that looked like in other interpersonal interactions, how I could be a better coach. It's really, really cool. You can be anywhere from a one to a nine on the Enneagram spectrum. And the thing about the Enneagram is it really shows us how we are motivated by our core fears and and what that 
can help us understand about ourselves and how we take action or how we stay in inaction. It's a big tool for becoming more emotionally intelligent as individuals and as leaders. And I think that it is incredibly powerful. I happen to be a six, but specifically a counterphobic type six. I would have never landed on the clarity of that without the help of Carissa. So I think that the Enneagram is amazing. Yes, you can self-assess what you are, but also if it doesn't resonate or you don't understand it, I highly, highly suggest that you work with a coach, even if it's just a single session so you could understand it more. So there's lots of great resources for the Enneagram in terms of free assessments. You can listen to podcasts, you can read books. But for me, I had a hard time landing on one thing without the help of somebody who was really, really skilled and versed in this. So I was stuck in the self-discovery phase of whether or not I was a three, a six, or an eight. And to me, those all seemed very, very different, which they are, but Carissa was able to say, oh, this makes so much sense. Why this is kind of where you've landed? And to ask me some very specific questions to pretty quickly help me clearly uncover that I was a type six. But again, I wouldn't have been able to confidently do that on my own. But what that tool, what the Enneagram has done for me is help me understand how my core fear of fear itself is a big motivator in how I make decisions and how I'm willing to take risks or how I can feel really paralyzed when it becomes time to make what feels like a potentially risky decision, especially when it involves others, right? And how to navigate that and how to become more secure in my decision-making. And it really, really changed my confidence level as I started to dive into it. And as I understood it more, then I could start to understand the other Enneagram types and how I could lead them better and what interactions would look like and where there were, you know, higher potentials for conflicts or misunderstandings. And also, where did I go when I was in health, right? Where did I have a tendency to learn? And where was there opportunity for me to develop myself more? As a six, I can have a five-wing or a seven wing, the seven being fun. And I'm like, I don't have time for fun. So that that became part of my work is to incorporate more fun to balance out my tendency to lean further into that five wing. So the Enneagram is super duper cool. And beyond just understanding yourself, then starting to understand the people you surround yourself with. So I love knowing my team's Enneagram, right? Heather is a one- Lindsay is a two, Katie is a nine, Sam is a nine, and understanding what that looks like and how that shows up in the holistic team environment that we have and what tendencies are going to bring. And it brings the depth of the connection to another level, and it helps you navigate tough conversations, and it helps you support people in a way that feels really good to them. And so it's it's another lens to be able to see more deeply into the connections and the environment that you're building, ultimately the culture, right, that's important to you. So the Enneagram is incredibly important for me in building team and the hiring process. And I like to know that now that I understand how it plays into the the overall picture, right? I'm very holistic in my approach to everything in, in life, in business. This is another layer of that holistic approach increasing my understanding and awareness of each individual so that we can create the most cohesive environment possible. 
So the third piece of my personal trifecta, and that's in this season of life, right? What I'm leaning into, the Colby, the Enneagram, and now I want to talk about human design. Human design is incredible. And it is a really, really powerful tool that has been a game changer in so many different ways for me and for my family and for my clients as I've continued to learn how to apply it and how to embody it. And the work is only starting, right? Most people who have embodied their human design fully say it takes about eight to nine years. And I can see how that's possible because there are so many layers to it. But human design at the highest level what it will help you do is live in the greatest degree of alignment in your life and business based on how you are designed to move through life based on your unique blueprint, your energetic blueprint. We are all individuals. So it would make sense that we would all move differently and that we would respond to things differently and that we would make decisions differently, right? So that's what human design does for me at the core of everything. It gives me insight into my own personal way of navigating, but also how my husband is going to navigate life and my daughter and my clients and my team. We're going to process things differently. We're going to move at a different pace. We're going to respond to opportunities differently. We're going to take a different approach to processing information and thinking about things and what our approach is. So the human design blueprint is like a map for us to know so much information instantaneously. Now, full disclosure, it's incredibly overwhelming if you don't know how to start to digest it. And so that's really been the big motivator for me as I've embarked on becoming a certified human design coach and gene keys coach, because I want to help people understand how to digest this in a very real and applicable way. Because I worked with a number of different coaches over the past three years when it comes to human design. And it wasn't until I had a reading with my friend, Elisa Canali, that I was like, I see how I can apply this to my marketing. Okay, this finally starts to make sense. Prior to that, it wasn't that anybody was bad at, at delivering the information to me. It was too much and it was too overwhelming. I needed to be very chunked down and very applicable to what was the most important thing for me at the time. And at that time, it was my marketing and messaging, and I was really struggling. And she was able to say, okay, here's what I want you to understand about your unique design. And here's the one thing I want you to focus on based on your strategy as a generator. And here's how to use your authority. And I was like, okay, now it's starting to make sense. So human design is incredibly deep in terms of the amount of layers that exist. However, if you find somebody who can break it down to you and apply it to your business and more specifically to what you're passionate about right now or what you're struggling with right now, then it becomes applicable. And then you start to see and understand how it works because you have to practice and embody human design for it to really start to correlate for you as an individual. This morning, I was just doing the charts of the children and the husband for one of my private clients, because when we start to understand ourselves, we want to understand the people that are around us. And when we do that, it's like, oh my gosh, this whole new world opens up. So I mentioned that I'm a generator. I have a sacral authority. I have a four, six profile. My daughter, she's a projector with a splenic authority. And so she moves through life completely differently than I do. And then I have a husband who is a manifester 
with a splenic authority. Also very, very, very different. Understanding that alone really helps remove potential conflict. It really helps open up communication. So it's not only internal that the awareness is absolutely impactful. It's the the relationship piece of it. So again, we can apply this to our team. We can apply this to our clients, but we it starts with us, right? All of these things we have to understand our own first before we can then understand how to apply that to the relationships around us and then how to apply it to those people around us. So you may find that like, I just want to understand it for myself. Hallelujah. Like, absolutely. I'm throwing the confetti for that because that alone will change how you lead yourself, how you lead your clients, how you lead your business. It will change the results you get because you're going to become more self-aware. You're going to understand how you're meant to operate and why certain things have just not worked for you, even though you followed a process to a T because that process wasn't meant for you. When you start to realize that, whether it's through your Colby or your human design or your Enneagram, these three things are very, very different. But in my experience, there is a lot of synthesis. There is a lot of overlap. There is a lot of correlation. All of these things say that I'm very motivated by fear, right? But how do I use that to my advantage? How do I become more sure of myself and more confident? All of these things say that I'm meant to strategize and to lead, My gene keys literally says that my life's work is leadership through motivation and specifically through my voice. And so when I understood that, and I'm still understanding at a deeper level what that all means, it's like, ah, no wonder I'm lit up by this and no wonder I'm drained by this other thing, right? So I encourage you to find what sparks excitement and joy and aha for you. It may be one of these three things, or it may be something totally different. But when you dive into knowing yourself more, only amazing things are going to come from that. That is how we become more confident, aligned CEOs of our life and business, knowing ourselves at a deeper level. So I hope that this kind of snapshot into how I'm looking at each of these things separately, but all together is motivating to you. And and again, on that human design piece, right? Knowing that I'm a generator, knowing that I do life differently than my projector daughter or my projector clients is super important because the strategies that work for me are not going to work in the same way for them. So how do I understand that and adapt the way that I'm guiding and coaching my child, the way that I'm guiding and coaching my clients? How do I help them understand and feel what that is like in their body so they can create a greater level of awareness and understanding and start to embody the strategies that are right for them? How do they lean into their authority to make more aligned and empowered decisions? Because just because I have a sacral authority does not mean that that is the strategy or even accessible to my daughter who has a splenic authority or my private client who is an emotional projector. The way that I'm going to help her understand how to embody her CEO role is completely different. I cannot be the best coach by saying this is what works for me because that's not what will work for my client. And that's what is wrong with the industry as a whole because we, and the women listening to this podcast, you have the emotional intelligence to know that like 
Of course, what works for one person isn't going to work for everyone. However, the industry as a whole has has really sold these ideas that if you follow this strategy or this blueprint or you take this masterclass or you do this thing, you will be successful. And that cannot be true because we are not all designed to move through life the same way. So how do we look at things and then learn to adapt them to the way that we are meant to function, to the way that we are meant to respond to life, to the way that we are meant to decide, is this for me or not? So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast in the sense that all of these things are big, big, big. Choose one. Don't go and try and do them all at once, but choose something that lights you up and brings you a little bit of excitement and is interesting to you and start learning it for yourself. There will be an ROI. What that looks like specifically for you is going to be unique to you, but it is worth it. That's what leaders do. That's what CEOs do. They prioritize learning how they're meant to lead and function and do life and business more and more every single day. This does not mean that every single day you have to devote one hour to this. That's not what I mean. It's understanding ourselves more, being curious, noticing, creating better habits, understanding where we have opportunities to get more support, where we're spending energy that maybe we shouldn't. It starts to become this holistic lens with which we are leading our life and business. So that's what I want for you is to find the thing that is exciting to you right now, whether it's the Colby A, whether it's the Enneagram, whether it's human design or something else, and dive into it and see how that starts to bring a clear path forward for you as the individual unique CEO of your life. Okay, I have some really exciting news. Whether you are brand new to human design or you already know something about it, but you want to understand it more so that you can start utilizing it in your business, I have a couple of ways to support you. You can get access to your own personalized energetic blueprint, your human design chart, by simply putting your information in and getting your free chart right on my website. Or if you want to go a little bit deeper, we can take that chart and I will do a personalized loom overview, 10 to 15 minutes long, really, really driving home the basic information that you need to start understanding what all of the elements of your chart means so you can start to embody it. So I will go over your type, authority, strategy, and profile, explain what those things mean and also what they mean to you uniquely based on the information that your chart reveals. And if that sounds exciting and you want to go a little bit deeper, I have one more offer. That is a day of Voxer that supports that. So we can do your Loom video and you can have all of the information and then we can set up a day of Voxer so that we can dive deeper talking about what all those things actually mean and how to start applying them to your business to make more informed decisions, to align your marketing strategy, to show up as a more empowered version of your CEO self. So again, we have a free offer. We have the chart with a personalized Loom reading. That's $111. Or if you want to do the day of Voxer, that's $555. So I'm making these offers at an introductory price because I'm so passionate about it. And I'm seeing this change the lives of my clients, my community day in and day out. And I want that for you as well. So if you're interested in any of these things, pop over to the show notes and we'll have all the links to those offers right there. And of course, if you have any questions at all, you can reach out to me in the DMs or send me an email, melissa at melissafrolick.com. But I am so excited for you to start exploring human design, either for the first time or at a deeper level in your life and business. 
as always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. It was truly a pleasure to spend time with you. If you're not already part of our free community on Facebook, please join me inside of the Uplevel Lounge. You can also check out melissafrolick.com or follow along on Instagram, melissafrolick underscore biz to find out the most current ways that I can support you in stepping further into your CEO role right now.